again, thank you very much to Anchor for allowing us idiots to speak into a microphone yeah, and have good. maybe some people listen to it. Good stuff. So the uh, purpose of this channel and this particular podcast is to discuss mixed martial arts uh, with a focus on, uh, well, with a focus on MMA events, not just a focus on UFC, because there's obviously a lot of stuff that we, that we take in and ingest as fans of the sport. Um, if you don't know what MMA or any kind of MMA stands for, mixed martial arts, um, this is, you might just stumble upon this. What's the lag? So mixed martial arts, um, essentially it is style bending. It is using many different styles to accomplish a goal. And uh, the ultimate fighting championship and organizations like one, one FC, Bellator, it's a whole bunch of other ones out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all like of those Cage warriors, all, yep. all those guys. All of those organizations uh, championing, championing mixed martial arts styles. Um, I am a big dude and I adopt a lot of smash and grab if I ever get into a fight. I'm not at all trained in any way. Warren has some uh, training in kickboxing and boxing and stuff like that. Um, well, there's no experts on this side of the phone. Nah, I'm tired. Ta- yeah, I'm ta- there's enough guys doing that. We uh, we are purely here to. I mean, we'll we'll comment on stuff if we see it, but we're we're not your typical pundit. We're gonna just be. There's always gonna be beers present, and we mm-hmm. want to have fun with it. And I'm not, <laughs> like, yeah, every, in in I hate in a sport as volatile as. Com- combat sport as a whole I can't stand people who speak with certainty about what's going to happen because that's why we're watching oh, exactly. it's because you don't know mm-hmm. you could have a strong feeling you could lean towards a guy but at the end of the day you never know you yeah. know what I mean and that's why we watch yeah exactly that's what makes the sport exciting and so I'm never going to you know we're not the type of guys who snark at, you know, people have done it in the past and they've been, like, terribly wrong. you got Buster Douglas, Andy Ruiz, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali back when he won his first title. Nobody thought that was going to happen, you know. And the experts always know until they don't. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I, we, we don't pretend to know. No. But we, ha- we, we voice our opinions and shit, but m- for the most part, we, we see it from both sides. Um, we do have our favorites here and there. Oh, of but, course. <clears throat> but yes. we're only human, so. Precisely. And and to your point of trying to, uh, trying to sort of, I suppose we'll never rid the sport of ne- of negativity or, or social media of negativity. But what we want to, what we want to have with, with this podcast and also the corresponding live streams and, uh, and, video podcast which will be available to watch yes i'll have another beer um on our youtube channel the the lad youtube youtube channel we want to bring about less um negative commentary and bring about more um discussion about 
about yeah. the about the commentary. Instead, you could always write, "Oh, this guy fucking sucks," and comment on a video. I want to know why. Why do you yeah. think that way? What what evidence do you have that or, makes yeah. you feel like that? And then we can talk about. We can talk about. We're not going to say you're right or, or wrong. Or if you're gonna say well, if something as blank as that. At yeah. least be willing to hear out the guy who has the knowledge to explain to you as to all the reasons why that guy doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. Um, if exactly. If you train a little, or you aspire to train and never get to it, or you just love combat sport as a whole, I mean, it's always good. I mean, you'll probably get into it the same way most guys do. You'll appreciate knockouts, and you'll appreciate people like Mike Tyson. Like, you know, and, and we all do. We all still do, but the deeper you go down the rabbit hole of learning to change your mind and accept, like, what reality is. Right. You know, and that comes with real-life situations, too, and, and in your on a personal level. And the less of those that you have, the harder that might be. But, like, when you understand, like, the wide, varied base of, like, humans mm-hmm. and what one guy can do that another guy can't and how... You know, Mike Tyson could lose to a guy that's 90 pounds. <laughs> then I, I'm not sure that would ever happen, but I'm sure in a, the world we live in, you can't exclude it. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, it's not with, possible. With all, the, with all the things, you know what I mean? And that's a bad example because, I mean, there's Mike Tyson. But right. I think that sends a strong a, a strong message. Well, it's, it's exactly, it's exactly the, the, the point. Like the point of us doing this podcast and watching these UFC events, we do uh, fight most fight nights, uh, but all of the numbered UFC events that are within our time zone, which is ninety five percent of them. Yeah, and it's very very easy for us to just kind of sit and like you know okay and discuss what's going on between the two of us. Yeah. However, once there's the bar aspect of it and everything, that's a great way to, to, to put it, you know, sitting at the bar with, with people, because you could be there with someone you know, but you also are around people that you don't. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in the really the only democratic conversation you could ever have is at the bar. Yeah. Because everyone is at their most the simplest (laughs) in some cases and and to be real about it and and that's what that's what we want to try to do um so with that being said this weekend is uh ufc 243 yes yeah 242 was the last one so 243 uh who we got in the card there war um I know it being in uh, it's in the Marvel uh, venue over there in Australia, so we're gonna see a lot of. It's a big event. <clears throat> um, like sorry, like crowning back to uh, the upset of uh, Ronda Rousey by uh, Holly Holm. We have uh, you know, it's just got since then I mean that that had record breaking thing for a women headliner mm-hmm. you know? oh yeah totally um, which for, for one I'm gonna go on tangent just because I think 
one thing that MMA doesn't get a fucking lick for, because if football would have done it or anything else, it's the one sport where the women's league is not telecast on another network or on a less of a thing, or the World Cup's held on a different year or a different month. Or right. They are in there with them. They are, they're yeah, they're the 100% equal. And, you know, they all get the same exposure and shit like that. And I think that that's one thing in this time where everyone's looking for something to complain about. I think that's one thing that people should be happy about. <laughs> exactly, yes. 100%. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, it's looking to have a record-breaking gate here um absolutely and we've got a lot of australian and new zealand born fighters uh coming in on this card so expect the crowd to be pretty rowdy all night Mm -hmm. i mean in the prelims uh for whatever reason after i just said that uh megan anderson is the very first fight on the prelims which I think she's fucking she's awesome oh my god she's very good she's amazing for featherweight she's a tall rangy fighter and she can turn it on like like her last fight was unfortunate yeah ended against Spencer right the toe drag yeah on the eyeball um but I mean that was totally unintentional and the fight had to be stopped and you know but yeah, no, she's she, she's the shit. So that's gonna set this. That might have been why they did it because it's just gonna set the crowd off right yeah. away. Or, it'll it'll know. definitely set the tone for the rest of the an, the event. An Aussie girl going in there against the Zara Baron DeSandros. Butchered that, but we're just gonna call it DeSandros. Um, you know, then we have Brad Riddell only two wins in the UFC or that might be his entire career sometimes they mix this up to whatever looks favorable sometimes mm-hmm. so sometimes it's just the wins you have in the UFC sometimes it includes your entire MMA record when you get up there in the rankings they like to show your entire MMA record because sure. it looks like you've you know it looks like you've been there yeah mm-hmm. so yeah Brad, Brad's only had two fights in the UFC he's one bow and then we have uh, Jamie Malarkey which is a great name I love that. <laughs> um, he's 12, and, 12 and 2. Mm. You know, so that's still that's a, definitely an impressive UFC record. Impressive record. Uh, Callum Potter at welterweight versus Maki Patolo. Those, that, I mean, welterweight is, uh, is just the fucking, those guys are all murderers. <laughs> like, yeah, the welterweight, the welterweight, class it's in UFC like, is their welterweights are big enough that they just they probably steamroll all, all the lightweights and featherweights but still big enough that they would put up a fight yeah against a heavyweight. heavyweight yeah exactly you know it's that 170 division is when you look at someone and right now it's not favorable though I am anticipating his return like Tyron Woodley I mean the you know a lot of people hate on Tyron right now but at the end of the day Tyron is a smart fighter who he's a, he's a rare mix of shit because he's a he's a very smart guy who has a crazy knockout power with his overhand right, right. that everyone knows is coming and everybody eats it because he's that fast so he's powerful he's fast he's got great jujitsu his wrestling is insane like if you were to create a character 
on the UFC game. Like you and Craig Tyron Woodley. Yeah, not true. He's like he's the most jacked guy at that division. And Usman and his fight was weird to me. Um, I believe what Tyron said. He just kind of slept that fight. He just kind of was like wasn't ready to be in there. You know, sometimes that happens, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to see him back. But um, anyway, yeah, I think that the welterweight division is just like that 170 pound thing because these guys are walking around heavier than that, lighter than that. I think that that line is you're the, just you're you're medium, just right? light enough to not be outwardly intimidating with your shirt on, yeah. But also heavy enough to relocate the mm-hmm. spinal column and skull of just about anyone that yeah. would be foolish enough to try you yeah. in any situation. Yeah, I think it's a good weight to a, a like that weight is a good weight to aspire to if you're lighter than that because obviously if you're heavier than that you already have the the knockout ability but I think also the ability of being as light as they are adds into a lot of technique oh, the speed shit, you know? the speed aspect of it is so and the last fight on there is another welterweight fight back to back welterweights we have uh, Jack Matthews and Rostam Ackman uh, again Ackman is uh, 6 and 1 and um, against uh, Matthews is 14 and 4. Uh, that'll lead us into the main card where we'll have this kicking off with. Uh, we have uh, Jorgen De Castro versus Justin Taffer. Justin Taffer is a heavyweight 3 0 against 5 0 in Castro. Uh, Luke uh, Jamil. Sure. He is uh, thirteen and four versus Diego Lima, fourteen and seven. That's going to be interesting. Another welterweight fight. Lots of um, killers on the card. <laughs> heavyweight. This is where it's going to get interesting. You got Ty Tavasa. I like that guy. He's just uh, for heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a fun he's a fun guy to watch against uh, Sergey Spivak. Uh, nine and one. So. Yeah, we'll see that. One more win and one less loss. So they're pretty tied there with the records. Um, but with the heavyweight division, it's like you. It, oh, anything. You never yeah. know. Mm-hmm. You never know. Like it, the you know, like they never, they hardly ever go to decision. Just like the heavy, just like heavyweight boxing. Yeah. They ne- hardly ever go to decision, and it literally could come from anywhere. Like, yeah. No, it could. Yeah. Is the I love. I mean, it's always a bet in combat sports. The usually the heavyweight, usually heavyweight's the the benchmark of the sport. Yeah. Unfortunately, because you know sometimes, sometimes your your main fighters and your your top fighters are in a welterweight division, sort of like the UFC. I mean, the excitement comes in that division, absolutely. Yeah. But heavyweights are just so much fun to to watch. Yeah, they're, they're nice to have <laughs> like in there. Throwing this these these meteorite oh. these meteorite punches that literally take your friggin' head off, and the dude that's getting hit with it literally takes it. Like it's yeah. just it's gladiatorial yeah, combat. It's just it's, mass versus yeah. mass. It's, uh-huh. it's intense. It's like watching two rhinos go at it. Man, Not but, go at it. What the f- damn but, it. <laughs> The co-main I'm pretty excited for is Ala Quinto versus Dan Hooker. Ooh. And uh, 
for those uh, some back on that is that's a, that's lightweight, right? Uh, yeah, right? yeah, yep. So I'm learning some background on that is Ali Quinto. Um, he arguably has the best performance against Khabib, the Mega Medal in a title fight. Okay. Um, he was one of the only guys who really pushed Khabib to engage on the feet and really, you know, went five rounds with him. Like, stay and, off the ground. And Yeah, and he had a, you know, he just had the perfect all-round game to just make it continue. And that was the best performance against him. So that's something he's really got going for him. Also, you know, he, he's, he's a really good striker and wrestler, so... Um, but somebody like Dan Hooker, Dan Hooker, the first fight I saw of his was against, uh, um, fuck. Oh, what's the, uh, uh, Barbosa, Edson Barbosa, that was it. Uh, Edson Barbosa has notorious kicks, like, just breaks people with them. Uh, he's ended plenty of fights with leg kicks. Uh, it just, which is just, insane. yeah, just, a horrible horrible thought of how much power and how much speed he's able to get these off with and one thing like Dan lost that fight via stoppage um I, I don't think it was really on his uh choice that he gave up he actually soldiered on through a lot of that um but he soldiered on to a point where you looked at him and you were just like if Edson Barbosa can't put this guy to sleep, you know, can't put this right. guy away and make him give up after this many brutal kicks. I mean, is there anything worse anyone could do to him that's going to make him quit? So you know you can't make him quit. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So somebody like Alec Quinter who likes to go five rounds, who likes to go here, I mean, I'm just wondering, is he got anything harder than that to hit him with? That's a good point. Um, because if not, then I, I imagine whether Dan's broken, bruised, or bloody, or completely gassed, I could see him still being there in the fifth, and like still pushing forward. <laughs> and Yeah, and, you know, it, he puts it all out there, which is something that fans love to see. And then, of course, following that, fucking, in, that, that's going to be an intense one, and then straight after that, we're going to have... Uh, fucking Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya, which is what everyone has been talking about. <laughs> so that's gonna be Yo. <laughs> that's gonna be one of its own, I think, to talk about. But yeah. So I won't go into that too much. But uh, yeah, it's a night of uh some great fights there. Absolutely. Alright, we're gonna take a short break here. Uh brief word from our awesome sponsor for this pod for this particular podcast, Anchor. We'll be back with some in-depth looks at um, the main cards. Co-main and the main card here on The Lad. <laughs> Thanks again to Anchor. Welcome back to The Lad. What's up? We're now on video as well. So hello to the YouTube community. As well as the Anchor community. Well, and the Spotify community and the Google Podcast and Apple Podcast community, everybody out there, just you. What's cracking? Hi. But I like you the best. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta say, the people that are watching it, 
the rest of these schmoes, I mean, you're the... Schmoes. <laughs> you're gonna make it. You're no jabroni. You're gonna... He's gonna make it one day. One day. This guy, yeah. One day. Got some shine about him. He's got the tripod. He's looking good. That's it. Alright, so... Without being uh, long-winded as all hell, and to uh, gain some perspective on UFC 243, um, let's just currently talk about... Uh, let's, we're we're going to talk about the main card. Um, all the fights are important, obviously. Yeah. Um, but we'll leave it up to you guys to join us for the live stream to get the... Uh, moment-to-moment play-by-play, as well as, you know, we want to know what you guys think of the, we want to know what what you guys think of the fights uh, objectively. Uh, We just kind of want to put some opinions out there as far as the Adesanya-Whitaker fight, and then, you know, let the chips fall where they may for the the rest of them. Uh, Yeah. So, I, uh, I will adopt the Hmm, that's interesting. Role of this uh, particular conversation because, <clears throat> excuse me, we're about to get balls deep in this. Balls deep. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, um, I mean, obviously Israel Adesanya, the the last. The last style bender, yeah, you know, likened to, likened to the the greats of yesteryear in the UFC, where uh, that style was what won most of the time. You know, there was a lot back back when mixed martial arts was literally speaking of mixing a sumo wrestler with a kickboxer. Yeah, some Tekken shit. Yeah. Um. Now mixed martial arts is basically is basically a label for everyone in the UFC. Everyone knows, well, not everyone, but most people are they're mixing jujitsu with judo, with yeah. taekwondo, with kickboxing, with regular standard boxing, with Greco-Roman wrestling styles. Not you know the actual yeah. with American style wrestling it's become it's become the league of genre benders instead of you know having those people be put up on is it because I said benders I like I like it. I like the so, term genre benders genre benders that sounds like a name of somebody it does sound like and now for your enjoyment the genre, genre benders, benders. Tap uh, uh, if, if it's like on Broadway, it'd be genre benders. <laughs> uh, emphasis on the er. Mm-hmm. But um, and I mean that's why I'm, I'm familiar with, with with him in that aspect. Yeah. Of him literally being the last dude that will switch stances, and in that stance switch switch styles. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's uh. Yeah, he's crazy good. Like te- like his techniques are, are crazy. He uh, he's definitely got them down. Uh, he was he was a fucking crazy uh, kickboxer 
fought in like K1 and all those, you know, super uh, successful. Um, the, you know, and since, since he's been in MMA, he has worked on his wrestling and shit. So you've seen like a difference in him lately where he's like, you know, his, his ground, his game off his back is aggressive and, you know, he's been getting taken down less and been able to find his way to his feet quick if he has been taken down. So mm. you've seen him like grow fairly quickly to these things. He's, you know, he's picking them up. Is that a particular part of his game where he is vulnerable on the on the ground? Uh, I don't know because I'll I'll say I wouldn't I wouldn't say vulnerable as like a blanket statement like like that's how you beat him right but against for this matchup particularly I think yeah like <laughs> to, to be to be blunt I I. And and not because it's weak, just because it's weaker, mm-hmm. and and that's all it takes. You it know? Was like the... and, and, and and you being just weaker than in any aspect of the skill set against the guy in the UFC could make you look terrible. It you know the, sure. the playback would look terrible, even though the difference between you could be this much. Yeah, and and it would still translate as just being steamroll. Yeah, you liken it to um, other other sports that, because the the funny thing is, and this is a kind of a eh, I suppose it's not a tangent. It's exactly what we're talking about. Um, I, as an outsider to a lot of it, I liken a lot of the technical aspects aspects of fighters in the UFC to golf. Right. And my explanation to this is exactly your point. In golf, you could have Num- you could have like Tiger Woods for example right. you can have Tiger Woods arguably the greatest of all time against someone who matches him equally in skill set however Tiger has what no one else has in the P- in, in the PGA is this just insane, inept way of taking his brain completely out of the equation and relying solely on physicality and solely on, I know how to do this. I've done this a trillion times. I'm going to let my body do it yeah, and just move on to the next shot. And then someone who is equal in his skill set but doesn't have that that brain side of the game, which is the biggest side of the game, as fine-tuned, he'll make look like an amateur. Yeah. Because the things Tiger Woods will do, and I'm assuming it's probably one one way we're looking at uh, Adesanya in the light is that he has all of these tools and he does them very well. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and again, I, we say this all the time, but I always feel the need to bring it up is that like, all the things that Israel does well like he might even you might even go as far as to say that he's the best in the division like in in this striking sense like his actual technique and his actual approach you know he might be the best at that Mm. but that's only half of the that's only half of the game 
even in just striking. Because when you're dealing with striking, you're dealing with guys, especially at middleweight, in that tangent he's in. I mean, he's at least, you know, number one contender, champion above him, you know, top five below him. I mean, all of those guys, when you look at them, they all have that one thing. They all have great skill, but they also have just natural power. Right. And Israel just is uh, smaller than those guys. And it, he's, a lot, he's a lot longer. Right, and, he does have a reach advantage on but he's, a lot of people. But that really only translates when you're able to stop a guy. And that's condescending to what he's done. Because he's, you know, beat Calvin and and what and whatnot. But what I'm saying is, is that, and this isn't like a hate on Israel Adesanya. Personally, I think, you know, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm, I'm saying he could beat the shit out of everybody. But right. these top five guys, it's uh, it's uh, it's a big ask of that of that because he's he's almost like all technique. And the, the the turning page for me was the Anderson Silva fight, and that was questionable because we all respect Anderson Silva, and we saw Anderson Silva take clean shots off Israel and walk them off, and literally didn't even knock him back. You Smiled know? And, at him and, in those yeah, cases. Yeah, and and Israel Israel won the fight, which you know I I'm not going to argue with that. Um, but to watch. Anderson get finished by a powerful heavyweight in the next fight by a leg kick that yeah. blew his knee out. Mm-hmm. And when you look at all the extra work that Adesanya had to do to get the win, yeah, you just look that he. I'm not. I'm not saying he can't win. I'm just saying Israel has to do a lot more than these other guys has to do. He has to put in a lot more work, right, in that octagon than a lot of these other guys. These other guys have this way out where they can end this now. Yeah. Right. At any given moment, like now, and I'm not. Israel does have knockouts, but I'm tell. I'm talking about this top five. I'm not saying Israel can't knock guys out. We're not going with any of these pillow hand statements. I'm just saying in that, even in the top ten of the middleweight division, these are all durable guys. These are guys who can take these shots off mm-hmm. the biggest, you know, off the biggest, meanest guys. So. Yeah. For Israel to get that knockout, it's got to be either a shot that no one sees coming, or you know, you know what I mean, or he's, he might surprise us all and just all of a sudden generate this power that we've not seen till this point. But my my initial instinct is, um, for so so every every time there's a there's a name a numbered card of the UFC, they released two free fights on YouTube of, you know, fights of note of mm-hmm. the two headliners. Yeah. And we watched the the Gaslam Adesanya fight, and when I watched it back, one thing that stood out to me as just like a big red flag was one, one thing that's good, Israel got better every round. Mm-hmm. What's bad is that he didn't come out at his best. Right. Because one thing that he did in the first round against somebody like Gaslam, who's looking for that overhand, he's looking for just that heavy, uh, you know, I, I believe it's his right, or he might even be self, I can't remember. But yeah, he's just looking for that overhand. He's looking to just put your lights out 
with yeah. one powerful punch. Now you think that's only one thing I have to look for, that's much easier, but it's like much harder because they usually, if that's what they're going for, they're very good at it. Mm-hmm. And can slip not... it on you at any yeah. point. And if you block a punch that powerful, you still take you still take some of that damage. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's still it, it's not like oh didn't hurt like no like that ha- it has to go somewhere all that power goes somewhere and um one thing Israel did in the first round that just stood out to me as like a big red flag was Israel likes to faint a lot mm-hmm. so kind of like you see uh like one guy who's, who's really good at that Conor McGregor pouring with his with his uh right hand always hand open reaching tapping 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 fainting waiting for the tiniest reaction to then that's when he knew he'd have to throw the right the left um his straight left now Israel does that but he's almost hyperactive with it and mm-hmm. in the first round with Gaslam he's fainting on another level with his hips as well because he's trying to make Gaslam think he's going for a leg kick so he keeps turning his hips square he's very over-exaggerating it, trying to make him react to it. And it, I think it works slightly the first time, but after that, it doesn't. So he keeps trying that, then he keeps fainting, fainting. But then when he gets a response, instead of, an, an, like, a natural counter, but, like, if you look at someone like McGregor, at that point, as soon as he gets the reaction, Bang. that left is fired off and dealt with. Adesanya did something that we saw like Darren Till do against Masvidal in different circumstances where he actually fainted again and now both his hands are posted out in front of him his head is back and Kelvin Gastelum is coming right over the top and blowing his mouth guard out and (laughs) at that point it takes Adesanya longer than you would like it to to regain his posture and his composure from mm-hmm. this real fucking vulnerable position for him to get his feet under him while Calvin's coming forward attacking him for him to get his feet back under him his stance under him you know be grounded and ready to push back right that's the first round now one thing with Whitaker he, he doesn't have the most hype about him like Adesanya because he doesn't do these crazy techniques which are fucking you know they're a feat in them, of their own right. Adesanya is very gifted in that but one thing that Whitaker can do that people don't talk about much is Whitaker generates knockout punches and like hooks from instead his hook isn't this he goes out here and then just goes bing and just leans into it and he fight he's just there it's almost like a whip hook he's just there and he, he can like generate power without having to pull back he doesn't really load up on his shots mm-hmm. but he's able to just drive them is that with, to where they need to go is and, that with accuracy or does he do that with I, I heard generating from the back foot like most of the power shots come from one thing that Dan Hardy pointed out that I had noticed was that Whitaker actually stands very square which is weird like you would do that approaching like a wrestler which he has in his last two fights he had mm-hmm. back to back fights with Yor Romero who we know is a you know just a fucking buffalo of a dude yeah <laughs> that's, you know that's putting it lightly I think uh, yeah <laughs> he is he's just an ox and you know 
so that makes sense in that aspect but Whitaker makes it work for him in his striking where he's only really he doesn't ever really over rotate so someone like Adesanya is very sideways so that when he throws powerful shit one thing I noticed is Adesanya almost never uses this lead leg hmm. whether he switches stances a lot so right. he, you know he is multi-capable of that but nothing happens with this lead leg no matter hmm. what stance he's in when he switches out so this is his power leg when he's in this stance but when he switches nothing no lead leg kicks no hmm. lead nothing no lead nothing is happening with the lead leg he almost adopts this opposite thing where he's just waiting for these straight kicks these like teep kicks push kicks roundhouses you know he loves the question mark kick that's you know a, that's a hard technique to pull off but he loves it's it. insane and it when all, it lands and it all too. comes from the back foot, which is a long. Te- it's it's a he's fast, but he could be so much faster, right? With this foot, load on his back foot and flipping that, it would just come out of nowhere. Like Cowboy Cerrone's lead, like lead head kick. It's, oh god! You know, you've just seen him end guys with that, and it's, it's amazing how fast that comes on guys, and they don't even notice what's happening. No, they're you know on the I ground mean? before they understand they were even kicked. Yeah, it. it they, so that's one thing but with Whitaker he he doesn't over rotate because he's square and so Dan Hardy's reasoning was that in this stance standing square to his opponent okay he isn't generating all of this lean and this mass into his shots Mm -hmm. but what he is able to do is to concentrate it he's in control of his mass he's on top of it and now he only needs to rotate his hips a little bit for each shot. Mm-hmm. And because he's throwing shots in these combinations, he's able. he can do stuff that no guy can do. Like, the main one he pointed out was where he does a fucking... He does a teep kick, I believe, or if you want to call it like a front kick to the body. And then usually what would happen is if a guy stood in a what you'd call like a more traditional striking stance is he would have loaded his hips up thrown it pushed the guy right like with his foot and then pulled the foot back and then gone because Whitaker's already square he can go boom back bang and he's throwing a hook off of a lead kick so it's a very (laughs) it's a really untraditional thing because the timing the timing is so much faster and he can throw a really hard hook from his lead hand being where it's at hmm. and he can just go forward and not have any drawback so it seems super fast you know what I mean because it's right. just it's just on you but because you're someone like Adesanya who faints a lot that's a guy who likes to read people yeah and you can't read a guy if he's just doing and there's no I'm gonna yeah, that's, right. Like that's well, that, what I would look at it as. Like the the load upon a shot is I'm gonna is the first part of a sentence. But if you're just leading with the punchline, yeah, like the you know, and then I I can just see it. And if he comes out like he did with Gaslam, where he's he and the Gaslam fight was a great fight for Adesanya, and he grew in each round, and he showed better parts of himself. But to come out in a first round like that is just so dangerous again you, you gotta respect Whitaker as the champion he's been in there with Yoel Romero he hasn't been put away that's why I say I don't think Israel can 
Israel has to win by decision in five rounds. I don't think right. he's going and, to... And I'm not saying he can. I'm not, you know, because like we said, we don't speak in facts here. I'm not saying that he can knock him out. I'm just saying from everything I've seen and everything I know about Whitaker's fights, he's been in there with the biggest hitters and hasn't been, you know, put out. Like, if your Romero isn't knocking Whitaker out, I just don't see Adesanya doing it. Mm-hmm. If he couldn't put away, you know, Anderson Silva. And that just leaves me to believe that Israel has to come out like round five Gastelum and keep that up for five rounds because if he gets as tired as he was against Gastelum yeah then Rob's gonna go you know he's not he's not an all out proud striker he's not gonna be like oh well it will really hurt my fan base if I take him down like no like he's known as a he's a mixed martial artist it's his job Mm -hmm. and if you get tired he's gonna take you down yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) and so that he's Israel, if he does it, he's earned every bit of it. But he's going to have to really earn it, because it's going to be a hard... It's, it's, it's just not an easy matchup for him. He, and the thing that worries me is, at least in his public persona, he seems to think that it is. Mm. You know? Like, he worked all his, all of his uh, efforts to get to this point, and I feel like he's already relaxed already. Yeah, he, He's already there. You know, yeah, he's especially already... going into a fight with a dude like Robert Whitaker who has, has literally he like we were talking about it earlier where there's no quit. No, yeah. There isn't a, there isn't any quit. You're speaking I think you talked about Barbosa as well yeah. in the same breath. Yeah. Where there's no he won't get into the fight the fifth round with his hands low. No. That, even if, even if he get even even if this fight goes way 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 towards Adesanya, he's it's gonna go fight. I unless like you said unless Adesanya sneaks something in there, yeah. hits the button and just turns his lights out, which yeah. we saw at the at the end of the Gage the Gaethje fight, yeah, where he had him on his back in the last two minutes, or Gastelum. I'm sorry, not Gaethje. Uh, the Gastelum fight, he had him on his back. Three separate times, yeah, knocked him down to his back, feet in the air, couldn't put him away, and man, couldn't yeah. and couldn't pound him enough to to end the fight. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't knock the dude, or at least TKO him, yeah, at least have the ref come over and be like, no, 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 exactly, yeah. If you can't do that in full mount, blasting someone in the face, there's no way you're gonna do it on your feet. No, yeah, and it's and and that's not. Uh, of course, Calvin Gaston, like I said, is top of middleweight division. So, of mm-hmm. course, an extremely durable dude. That doesn't count for anybody. Anybody on the street, yeah, Israel's knocking their ass, you know, from here to Sunday. But what we're talking about is, you know, with the comparison to Robert Whitaker is you've got to look at, if you're going to take rankings for what they are, you're going to accept that, you know, Whitaker is the champion. Look at the test that he's been through. If Israel can't finish Gastelum on his back, you know, when Israel has his back smacking him and Calvin's still actually able to recover through that point from the initial shot mm-hmm. to then wrestle his way back into the fight for the ref not to stop it. I just don't see him doing it against Whitaker because I just think that Whitaker's a smart... Gaston is great. He's a great striker, great wrestler. You know, he's he is a great fighter. But I just think that Whitaker's the champion for a reason because he's better. Mm-hmm. 
And if that didn't work, then the slip-ups that Adesanya made in that fight, I think the Whitaker probably watched that fight and was like, okay, blow him apart. this is what we're going to look for. And here's the mistakes I'm not going to make, the gas were made. So, you know, when Adesanya gets hit, they see for a whole round, Adesanya's too scared to throw anything. He's pretending to throw stuff, like he did in the first round, where he's fainting and fainting and fainting and fainting. But the problem is, the reaction is, when shit happens, is not to throw. Mm-hmm. He's not actually a... When he gets into the battle gas, and he starts throwing real effective counter punches just off of instinct, which is great, and that's how he, how he came to the win. But in the beginning parts of the fight, before, if you don't drag the guy to the trenches and you finish him cold, then Adesanya is in some trouble there, because... His, right. his actual conscious counter-punching ability is nothing compared to, like, when he's fighting on survival instinct and it's just firing off. He's too much in his head. Everything he's doing is so cerebral and so, like, technical, all of the techniques, mm-hmm. that when guys are actually then snap on him, they, he, instead of countering, he faints. Right. And if he makes that mistake against Whitaker, Whitaker isn't going to throw one shot like Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Whitaker's gonna pummel him. He's gonna throw one, and if that doesn't hit, there's already another one coming. And it, it, I just, I just think the frames of the two guys don't match up too well mm-hmm. either because uh, Whitaker does look big in this, in this fight yeah. uh, compared to him. Uh, that's what I'm seeing, man. I'm just seeing. So, so in the last forty-five seconds here, uh, your your prediction, outcome, um, and round. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go crazy on it, and I'm gonna say I would go first round, but that's brash. So I'm gonna give Izzy his uh, his respect, but I I just feel I feel uh, Bobby Knuckles finishing it, and I see him finishing it late in the first, early in the second. And I just see it. I and it, I'm not saying clean knockout. But I just see it being a barrage. I see it being him grounding Israel, mm-hmm. and just laying, you know, just laying down punishment on him to where the ref has to be like, hell, fucking no, like, you know, what I mean, like, no, we're not doing murder today, like, <laughs> you, you know, and that's just what I think. And so Israel might get up, and there's going to be some. Oh. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's uh, so your 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 prediction. Sorry, folks, yeah, live folks here that are uh, yeah. with us uh, ran out of camera battery. Your live uh prediction for the Whitaker, the Whitaker Osani fight is Whitaker taking it late in the late first, in the first early the in the second. second. Yeah, I, I just I don't know, and then, and I think that's just when Adesanya. It's not because Adesanya's a bad fighter. I think if we get past the second round, then it's going five, because that's when Adesanya improves and he gets better and more comfortable in there. But I do think he's a cold starter, and I think straight off the bat he's very confident, but not efficient, and that slowly balances out as he fights on. But I think that Whitaker has some smart techniques around him to see that, you know, and like expose. He knows when he can lay it on him. 
right. like, when's a good time to give it a go to try and finish the fight. Mm-hmm. And he knows that the, he's probably going to know the first round, second round is going to be when to catch him. You know, late in the first, because he's going to get Israel to that awkward spot. Or early in the second, because Israel's going to be coming back like, oh, okay, let's get comfortable again. And Whitaker's going to be like, I'm going to murder you now. <laughs> like, <laughs> in two different mindsets. And it's just, yeah, like, it's a lot to, I don't know. It's definitely going to be a special one. And we will be there live on our YouTube channel. Uh, doing UFC 243, Whitaker versus Adesanya. We're going to be taking a short break here with another awesome word from our sponsor for this podcast, Anchor, which is the app we are using to record this podcast. You can download Anchor free off of any Play Store or App Store that you are using. Check it out, and we'll be right back after this word with some uh, extreme sports commentary. (laughs) I know it's kind of weird, but that's what we've been watching this whole entire time. So thanks for listening. We'll be back after this. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back once more. That's going to do it for us here at The Lad. Thank you very much for sticking around through all those weird conversations. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah. Let's, <laughs> like, let's do that again. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, for those of you who are new to this, again, we are uh, Jason Warren. We make up two parts of the Lad MMA YouTube channel and also the Lad podcast. Make sure you're tuning in. We'll have these up for you every Friday. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, soon to be every Friday yeah. evening uh, once we figure out this new app from Anchor. Yeah, do you like how I did That's that? It. Yeah. That was there good. You, go. you like that? Download it. Download it. Do it. Use it. If you are at all curious about podcasting, if you want to try it, if you want to be exposed to podcasts that you may not be exposed to normally. If, if you, you have... If you download it through listening to this ad, we'll, we'll listen to it. Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. We're looking for that, too. Uh, Some correspondence would be awesome. If you guys like this and follow the link and find our profile on Anchor, drop us a message. We'll absolutely listen to it. And if you're a a podcaster and uh, you have a podcast, we'll absolutely listen to it. So uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. For the live stream, we will start the live stream right as the undercards are going. So I believe it's an 8 p.m. start. That's it. 8 p.m. start, prelims. And uh, we'll be here for the whole thing, drinking some beer, talking some shit. Uh, I'll probably be chugging a beer for every knockout. That's it. Usually how it works. Yeah, man. And hopefully we'll see you there. Peace. I'm not going to end the podcast like that. Fuck that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Fresh on.